I just called this the wrong show. He did. Fine. What's what's weird? It's only we, been a couple he, months that he's he, worked with us. He rode over here in the Action Junkies race car. Oh, that's why he so, threw you off. Yeah. But there no a AC in it. Is that why you're so sweaty? I'm not sweaty. Well, he's a big big guy. Sweat more. Whatever. I don't know why. More more, more energy. More output. Just, he does more. He does more than you. Probably. Yeah. We have a guest. Oh hi. Oh, huh? Oh, this guy. <laughs> Oh, guy right here. I thought we were just going to talk about sweaty guys for an hour. No, <laughs> no? which is still on par with what you do. It, 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 the truth, Probably. Right? Probably. There's, there's a painful amount of truth in that. Right. <laughs> tell, tell, the, tell the nice people what you brought them. I brought them a nice eye candy. Mr. Ryan Kelsey right here Hi. from Chippendales. Can't scrunch my logo. No, you have to represent right here. Sorry. I've known Ryan for a couple of years. Okay. We performed together in this wonderful co-ed burlesque show called 53X. Yeah, Chippendales uh, branched out a couple years ago. They wanted to try a co-ed review. Um, okay. It was called 53X, which if you write it out, it looks like sex. I guess it's the word. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, but they couldn't call it sex, so they called it 53X. Got but, it. Yeah, which so is we, weird in Vegas that there's a there's a line. There's <laughs> yeah. A, like we can't call it. They sex. wanted people to figure we it out. We can be They're topless like, on stage, right. but we cannot call it sex. <laughs> can't be obvious. That's just dumb. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. but there, it was a, a fun summer for me because I just, um, I've been full-time at Chippendales for about a year at that point and um, they opened 53X. Natalie was a full-time cast member um, and they, but they needed coverage. The show, we had two dark nights, was that right? Yeah. Yeah, so We're it ran five, five days nights. a week. Mm -hmm. And um, so what they would do is actually, um, they had me learn the show, and if they needed me, they would pull me out of Chippendales and send me over to 53X, because it was at the same time, so. And I was swinging on tour as well, so I was actually doing three different shows at once, but all for the same company, which wow. is wild. Yeah, it was a fun summer. And so how long have you been with them? Uh, I've been, it's gonna be six years next month, which is crazy. Wow, congrats. Yeah, so it was summer, no, uh, October of 2013. And what did you do before that? Like, how did you get to this point? So. Uh, Long story short, my parents were both dancers in town. I'm born and raised here in Vegas. Okay. Um, so my uh, parents danced in the shows uh, back in the day. My mom oh. retired, became a dance teacher. Um, so I just grew up in the studio. Um, so I like begrudgingly started dance because um, I was just stuck there, you know, just like playing with my toys in the lobby. Like, all right, did that one. Um, so yeah, I started dancing and it took off. So I've done uh, several shows, you know, cruise ships, bus tours, stuff all over the world, magic shows. Um, I opened Vegas' show at Planet Hollywood, it's still running now, um, and then I left that for a show called Pin Up, which was at the Stratosphere. Um, I was doing Pin Up, uh, my Chippendales boss now saw it, uh, after the show invited me to come by an audition, um, the shows were at different times, so I did, uh, I started part-time, fell in love, went full-time. It's got to be a lot of pressure to stay in shape, right? Like, I mean, you, you probably have it too with dancing and... and and working out by the pool. Like, right. Is that, is yeah. it, do, do you feel like, and as the years go by, is it harder and do you feel, not threatened, but is there like, there's young, the young crop coming uh, yeah, I, behind you? Or I'm, you don't even I'm not there yet. Honestly, if you ask me again in four or five years, the answer will probably <laughs> be yes. Um, you know, it, th there is pressure, but not in the way you think. Like, it's not from, I mean, if anyone gained weight at our show, you'd get a weight notice and that's, that's typical every, Vegas. But um, the pressure's from myself, like, like walking, like if I'm, you know, gained a couple pounds or a little soft and I'm walking around and there's like a couple of Greek gods like walking down the hallway, you know, just looking amazing. And then like I see the crowd like looking at them, I'm like, shit, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put it back together. So it's more like the social pressure of, of like 200 people just like staring at you, like right. ready for you to be naked. And if you're feeling, you know, out of shape or feeling not great about yourself, like that just weighs on you the whole show. And I then you like, it relates to the audience too when the performer doesn't feel as confident. 
with their self appearance. Right. You can see it. So it makes it like if you can connect the dots of like, hey, if I eat this way and I work out this much, like I will feel better at night. I will right. have that confidence. I will feel good about myself. I'll feel good standing next to these like guys that are like six three, two twenty, you know. So if you, as opposed to, right, I'm about six one, two hundred. Okay, so. yeah. So yeah, I can see where that <laughs> <laughs> that really makes you feel insecure. You know, <laughs> it's funny, man. But, but like. In, you know, I walk around in life and I feel pretty good. I'm like, oh, I'm in shape. But like, when when you know some like Adonis walks next to you in the show, you're just like, hey, like I'm kid brother. Can I right. can I hang out with you today? Yeah. It's funny. They're all pretty big boys. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, so you have you've got some ink on you. I do. If, if you want to add to that, they don't care. You can do. Uh, the the rule is, and this is again pretty standard for Vegas. I think we had it at 53X that you can't change your look without permission. So obviously that's kind of vague. There's a lot of right. interpretation to that. But um, I would say at this point, because I do have enough, like if I got like say a little tattoo right here, I could go do that. Right. Um, any major changes to the hair, styling, hair color, anything like that. Um, or like someone without tattoos if they wanted to get one. Um, or even if I wanted to like, hey, I would like to put on 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. I was just going to ask you that, actually. Yeah, I would have to clear that with my bosses. Really? Yeah, because they, they, you are hired to maintain your look. They might approve there's, it. There's different food groups when they cast, right? <laughs> right. The big jack yeah, guy, there's 100%. the lean machine. Right. There's, and I'm we, just naming people <laughs> yeah. here. I don't know. I honestly you know, want to like create these categories you know, at work. and like Skinny fat. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't have that category. When you do, let me know when you're hiring. Skinny fat, uncoordinated. Dad, we'll make uh, a dad bod category. We'll get Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah, that's not that funny. Okay. Back. That's not that funny. Make it happen. That's not that funny. Make it happen. Yeah. Dad bought the number. You just come out and like, we roll a car on stage. You just change the oil. Right. That's the end of it. See? Right. Yeah. Kind of desk. Now, right. I have never been to Chippendales or I won't mention the other shows well, of you. that nature. Sure. Uh, but uh, I know that comes as a big surprise to you. Shocker. Yes. But my question is this. Have you been to a strip club where there's girls dance? And I know you're not a strip club, but I'm... Bear with me. Okay. Have you been to a strip club before? Yes. Okay. So my question is, it's still on the same highway, <laughs> sort of, kind of, right? So I'd like, like to know, what's a more wild crowd? The guys in the strip club or the girls at a Chippendales Oh, it, show? it's the girls at the Chippendales It's show. not even close, Not right? even remotely close. The women are insane. Yeah. They have no, no she'll, she'll, she'll tell you, I, I got to be nice about this, but she'll tell you it gets it's wild in there. hysterical. <laughs> I think in any male review show, if you just look at, not even the performers, but if you're just watching the women, they lose their minds. Yeah. They lose their minds. Yeah. And poor guys, <laughs> there's no boundaries. Because you guys come on stage, and you guys are giving them like little lap dances, but appropriate ones. And so yeah. the women have, come on stage? No. You go uh, in the well, audience. We, we, well, we, do, we yeah. do select some women to come on stage. They're not allowed to like bum rush, although they have tried that. <laughs> Like, we had a we had a, a girl make it up in a blackout once. Somehow security saw them. There was a like, uh, we finished the cowboy number and it blacks out. And we got to like kind of readjust our jeans and get our hats back on. And sure enough, like the lights came back on and it was like, ah, like she was there. <laughs> We're like Jesus. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. That is hilarious. No, but they come onto the audience and they do little lap dances. Right. It's part of the, you know, the show. And the they're women allowed do, to do women whatever. Women just grab right. you I think guys. And you guys will, you'll, you'll put it in the face. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen TV. I yeah, mean, yeah. No, we, we get up close and. We're, there. we're never ah, like pants yeah. in the crowd or even in our underwear. We always have pants on in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but we do make sure we're going out and like hands on chest and, and you know, having fun. You know, some lighthearted PG-13 fun right. is always good in the crowd. You know, there's no, no R-rated action out there. No. And now I I know it's personal, you know, you don't have to answer if you don't want, but do you, you know, do you stuff a sock? I mean, you could, it's just, <laughs> it's just us, there's only a handful listening, like, but do you, 
Like, Tyler. You know, yeah. like, I love that maybe question. It's, maybe he's, like, it's, he's like, come on, dog. I'm this like, is no, a no, background. Don't want to know the like, secrets. Maybe some theaters, like, they might keep it a little extra cold. Like, maybe you need uh, a little right. extra cold. <laughs> right. like, oh, my God. And that, yeah. that's a, like, I'm going <laughs> to answer your question way more seriously than you want me to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you would be like, hey, I got oh this funny my. question. I'm yeah. going to be all, like, breaking yeah. it down mathematically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the science behind. Yeah. Honestly, our show is, compared to a strip club, or, like, if you were to hire a male entertainer to come to your room or something. Right. Um, like, those things are so, they're geared 100% towards the body. So right. they're going to, you know, be super shredded, but they're going to, like, have the, you know, the G-string with the elephant trunk or whatever right, the hell right. they got. Um, we're, we're geared more towards being a production show. Um, honestly, if I'm stuffing my pants with stuff, like, it's, it's obnoxious to dance. Like, we're doing full choreography, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm doing turns, we're tumbling, we're, we're jumping off the stage, we're doing all sorts of stuff. Like, I don't want to walk around with a giant, like, fake bulge. Right. Got <laughs> yeah. okay. And, um, honestly, we, we do, ha- we do wear socks to... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he asked the question. Right? I opened yep. up Pandora's box. Right. You opened up Pandora's yep. bulge. Here we go. <laughs> um... But honestly, we do. We have to. We have a sock that we cover ourselves with. We okay. legally have to have that to have a liquor license. Um, oh, but wait, wait. Elaborate on that. So in Nevada, fun fact: all nudity is tied to liquor licenses. Yep. So that's why, if you notice, like, look at the female strip clubs around town. All the eighteen and up ones don't have bars, and and the reason for that is if they have a bar, they can't go full nude. So if they don't have a bar, they can go full nude. But since they don't have a bar, they can hire eighteen and up. Because mm-hmm. there's no alcohol on premises, mm-hmm. so they're always related, like the domino God. effect of that. Unless they're grandfathered in, then right, anything goes. Right. So yeah, like Nevada liquor licenses okay. are tied to nude. You can't mm-hmm. be full nude and have a liquor license. Uh. Oh, I, I mean, it's very. I mean, if you break it down for even half a second, like we're wearing a sock over the front of us, it does nothing. But technically, that's the law. Right. Right. I, I wouldn't say that's any more or less sanitary. But yeah. Same same we, applies for uh, female shows. Like it's like a loophole regarding it's a loophole, the whole. Yeah. Like right. whether we're allowed to be topless or we're pasties. Right. Yeah, because because some female shows has because Nevada defines female um, nudity as nipples and like the front of their herd downstairs. Right. So, but that's why those girls on Fremont can walk around in just like. Pasties or the X's because if your nipple's not showing, you're not nude for a female in Nevada. So, so some some yeah. sh- some female shows will keep pasties on to like because if the bar's inside of the you know whatever it's, it's right. all and there's several different kinds. It's very technical, but like loosely, those two things are related in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know, now you know. People. So, but what I was gonna say was we have to wear the sock, but we do rip off underwear outside of that. So like. You'd have to like restuff every time, or oh, like right, if you right. rip your underwear off, your extra stuffing would fall out. Right. <laughs> you know, or try to get inside the sock, but then if your sock gets too heavy, it'd fall off. Like, there's a lot of technical <laughs> issues. Sure. <here. laughs> Who knew? Can the cameraman ask a question? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, how do you keep it hard for the duration of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, what kind of a show do you think right? they do? That's a really hard this question. This is a production I just, show. I just think about you when you're sweating and glistening over oh, there. Oh, hey, <laughs> he shoots, he scores. Yeah. A production show, right? Ty. Uh, Every man wants to know. No, they're just out there doing their thing. And uh, on the average, uh, do you do like a meet and greet after the show every time? So we do. So there's um, a couple of things. We sell a meet and greet before the show, and they actually get to go backstage. Um, they get a, a signing card. They get to meet a couple of the guys, uh, see our backstage, um, and a glass of champagne as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, we do. It is a meet and greet after the show, but it's very casual. So we get back in our street clothes. Um, we have a, a bar connected to our theater, and so and the we'll girls do... are like, "Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> why yeah. do you get dressed? What right. did you do?" Right. And we do like 
There are there are a lot of our clientele that has a really hard time dividing the show from like, hey, like I'm the Chippendale, you know, on stage a minute ago. Like now I'm Ryan. Right. I'm in the bar and I'm hanging out. Right. And they're like, like, oh, take off your shirt. Do I get a lap dance? Like, no, I'm, I'm having a cocktail, you but I'll a, talk to you. Like a drunk impression. That was <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Been around the, the, the other thing that drives me crazy is when I get referred to in the third person, like in front of me. Uh huh. So like, he's fine. Just just lift his shirt. He'll be. That's what he's here for. Like, I'm, right. I'm here. I'm right. I'm here. Hello. You were just a piece of meat. <laughs> right. Got feelings too. Right. Come on. Right. We have emotions. Now, how many of them kind of slip you the digits? Does that happen? <laughs> it definitely happens. It does. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they'll. That's. I mean, these days they, it's sliding to your DMs, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you'll, oh, you'll, they probably do that too, right? Because they can find you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we use all our real names in the show. So, oh my God! So, so your DMs yeah. must be just as bad as it's, as yours or the Pint Size Warriors, probably, right? <laughs> like maybe worse. Probably worse, yeah. Because how many people yeah. a night? Like I mean, anywhere from a hundred to two fifty. Oh yeah, it's way worse. And yeah. they do two shows a night, like what Fridays? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So now a lot of women have any or guys have, have, have a plenty, lot of DMs. Plenty of guys too <laughs> yeah. sliding into the DMs. Yeah. Uh, have any of your castmates dated or met their significant other? Um, at one the of show? our cast members is married to a girl that saw him for the very first time. The show, really? And she literally was so like, she knew it. She grabbed him after the show. She's like, "Hey, like, like I'm, I'm into like, like you're beautiful and I want to, I want you." And he's like, "Actually, I have a girl." And she's like, "Okay, that's cool." She's like, "Here's my number. If it ever falls apart, give me a call." And so like, he didn't. Talked to her. He didn't hit her up. He like wrote it out with his but current he girlfriend. He filed the number. He filed the number. Interesting. And that fell apart. And they. Uh, Are you a number filer too? <laughs> no. Natalie. I am not. I am not. I. You will be subjected to yeah. random searches. I will throw away. Okay? Yeah. Do it. All right. Um, I'll find that secret compartment. <laughs> There's a secret compartment in every female bag. There's a secret compartment. <laughs> not and on a this one. Secret not wallet. Not on this one. All right. And a secret wallet. Secret in the compartment in the wallet. Oh yeah. Maybe even a carved no. out something in that hat Have underneath in the hat. <laughs> I no. Think, I think secret wall is a whole Watching different thing. You. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. A whole different yeah. Yeah, yeah. use for that one. Wow. And so, so he broke up with the. Yeah, it was, was it was unrelated, then, but like he right. he ended up uh, calling the other girl, and they've been like happily they dated for a couple years, and they've been happily married for mm. I think two years now. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. yeah. Now, does the uh, show producers do they frown on that? Or they don't. They... they don't mind. They just you know. They use discretion type of. Uh... Yeah, they just they make sure we know um, that you're always a Chippendale. So right. even like you're not on the clock after like if you want to go out and party and drink and whatever. Yeah, but like if you're harassing someone or if you're doing something in, unconsensual, like or, you know, obviously those are dramatic uh, examples. But like you were always representing the brand a little bit. Mm -hmm. right. um, they don't monitor your personal life, but they you know if it comes back on the company, then it becomes an issue. Right. And then what do you do injury-wise? Like, do you ever have nagging injuries where you just can't dance? And then what happens? Do you yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that's where, like, we're in line with a lot of other shows. Like, you know, our, our show, is, you know, we're, we're dancing a lot. It might not, it's not as challenging as, like, a Cirque show or some things like that. But, you know, we, we had a guy tonight. He was working out today and strained his neck, and he's in the <laughs> ER right now. Uh, I guess just the hospital, but, like, getting looked up. He's out tonight, so I had to call another guy in. We'll kind of reblock the show and and um you know we kind of have a like a lot of seven day week shows in town we have a hierarchy for each number of what guys you know we want doing it 
because we are seven days a week, we have some natural swings built in. Right. So what we'll do is I'll you know plug the other guy in and just sort of redo the show as far as like, hey, this guy's out for this number. Like, okay, I got to slot this guy in. That takes him out of this number. So now these people are in, and, and we'll just kind of reshuffle. Um, so if people are nagging injuries, I'm I'm more than willing to accommodate as far as like, like hey, like I can do the whole show except for my back hurts on this one part. Like, hey, can you cover that? You know that spot. Can we swap you guys here and and we'll we'll work around it. And then what about life after dancing? Do you, what's your goal in terms of that? And is it, is it like being a, like a pro athlete where like it's, you know the day will come, but it sneaks up on you kind of a thing? Like I used to work with a lot of pro athletes and it's crazy how many like just a couple years after they retire, yeah. they've gone through all the money and they, right. you know, because they, you always think we'll all start saving on the next contract or the right. next, you know, and right. then you don't realize that you get a shoulder injury or a knee or whatever, right. and life happens. Well, and the, the good news, listen, I make a, a good living at Chippendales, but the good news is, you know, anywhere around town, like no dancer is making athlete money, like NBA sure. money. So, nowhere. so while that, of course, that would be great. Nowhere. When it comes to, because, <laughs> right. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> um, the, the good thing. Nowhere? Nowhere. 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 <laughs> The good thing about that, though, is because our, our shelf life is, is very similar to pro athletes. Like, once you cross 30, you know, some of them start disappearing. And 35, there's a lot, a few standing. And then by 40, there's not many left, you know. Um, so the, the only good side about not making, like, world beater type of money is that you, you it's that much more prevalent that, like, I need a plan. Right. <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, if you're, if you're making, you know, you know, 40 or 60 or 80, even 100,000 a year, like, you're, that's not, like... Oh, well, it's not making 10 million a year where you're sure. like, oh, I can live on this forever. And then you're sure. not thinking about your house payment every month and things like that. Right. Uh, like it, it's, it's obvious that like you'll need a plan. I should probably have a little more of a plan right now. No, but you're <laughs> not just dancing in the company. Right. Well, and, and that's the, I, I actually, I, long term, I do love Chippendales. Um, I've been involved recently in some of their creative processes. Um, I'm very good standing with the, the GM and, and, and the owners. Um, so I would let, you know, post Chip and Nails, you know, my best friend is, is creative director for the show right now. Okay. Um, you know, and, and so he's... maybe you just take a different role yeah, in the I, company I type of thing. That's well, cool. my, you know, he was dance captain, which is my title now. When he moved up, I moved up behind him. You know, and, and you know, maybe in, I'm going to try and stay on stage for eight or ten more years. And then if I'm, you know, reach that point, maybe if he's moved on, I can move up next to him or, you know, take over his job then or, you know, um, any sort of, uh, any sort of, you know, standing in the company like that and help run it from the other side, I would actually love to do. Um, or like, I've had so many times in my life where opportunities have come out of nowhere. Yeah. I just, I want to make a plan, but I also don't want to make such a plan that I'm closing myself off to like random shit that could go great, right. you know? Right. Can we share your commercial? Oh yeah. <laughs> Please tell them about your commercial. Yeah, you don't know anything about it? No. I, yeah. I died in my thought. I got to play the uh, Colonel Sanders in the KFC commercial. Seriously? Yes. I think in we should put it. Colonel I think we should Sanders? put it. Drop oh it right gosh, here. Yeah, we Drop it right this. here. Yeah. Hundred percent. Put it right there. <laughs> I, it, yeah. Am I doing this right? Doing yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right here. Right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they did a special Mother's Day promotion uh, this year. Okay. Where they. Uh, like the national commercial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's him. Yeah. It's you know what's funny is because they don't see the resemblance. <laughs> right. um, you know. Their brand is, is so specific. They obviously wanted like their mustache and their uh -huh. Colonel's specific goatee and the hair and everything. So um, for the first, I had this beard for over three years and I shaved it just for the commercial so they could custom put their facial hair on. A little, little bonus and money for that? Or is it, yeah? The, yeah. No, trust me. That was okay. like the not only the like the fun of doing it and to be sure. able to like say like holy shit no, this that's is a me cool thing. um 
but yeah, the the money helped. It made it easier well, to yeah. save because yeah, I was yeah, real yeah. attached to it. And, <laughs> and then all the boys too were part of the commercial. Yeah, so the so idea they pitched funny. the they literally they got us in one word. They're like KFC came to us and like we have an idea. We're like okay, what? And they said Chickendales, and we said. Yes. No brainer. <laughs> yeah. That's a no brainer. Chickendales. I love it. How did I miss that? When, yeah. when was So it, it was um, online only. Oh. Um, so what they did was they made a customizable video. So the idea was I read off like, we filmed the whole commercial and then to start the commercial I read off like 300 names and then hopefully your mom was in there and you could put your mom's name in. Genius. Uh, and we also it. could put in all 50 states. So you like, so the idea was I was like. I love it. I had to be there. I was like. Hey Dana, then like, hey Danica, right. like, hey Dorothy, like just all day, you know. Um, and uh, are so, there bloopers to that I, too? Like, did you ever start? Did you get so through fun. it with no problem, or do you start? Like, uh, I laugh at the dumbest thing. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. Do that. You know what? And, the eighth name, I'd be screwed. So every once in a while, there'd be like a moment. Right. Um, but for the most part, I kind of got in the zone with it. Right. Like once we were hammering them out, because I had to like start away and like look up and, and be like, hey, I had glasses on. <laughs> and they, I, See, I'm already. Yeah. I'm already and I, I tried. I didn't want to do like a full like, like try to do like a southern accent, but I put this little like hustle, like, hey, hey, and how. I hear you're the best mom in Nevada. You know, like I put this little thing out. So once I was kind of in the character of it, I don't want to sound, I'm not an actor, but once I was in it, I kind of just was like, hey, hey, hey. And I just like, we, we just banged him out, out fast. It was good. So I don't think there's actually a ton of bloopers because I like I got in the zone with that. I was tunnel vision. I was feeling it. I like and it. Was, and there was 300 names to get through. So you're <laughs> right. like, boom, 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 boom. You know what the, the funny thing about that, too, was we filmed that the day before my birthday. So we filmed that on March 21st um, this year. And uh, all I wanted for my birthday was uh, to go to a Golden Knights game because there was a, a Knights game the night before and then uh -huh. like just keep drinking after as, as the clock rolled around. So I already bought these tickets. I, my, uh, my girl had bought these tickets for me. And we were... Um, then we got the commercial, and again, like not only national exposure, but it was a lot of extra money. So um, I was like, "All right, babe, can we do this?" But we still had a show that night at eight thirty, so they were going to try to wrap by seven, which was game time. So I was like, "Let's oh, just try. Man. Let's just see, like, what happens. And if we're late to the game, or like, I really want to go. I want to go with you. Like, this is my birthday. So we, got, I, my call was like five thirty or six a.m. that day. We filmed." all day you know it took because they had to cover all my tats um and the, the funny thing is i got like some freckles and moles and stuff so they had to like then like refreckle me they've got like they had like brown paint like uh, makeup on like a brush and they're like 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 trying to refreckle so the covered spots oh, match the rest that, of me yeah, it makes sense. so you know full makeup the wig the mustache everything um so i got there at about 5 30 and we filmed all the way we wrapped filming at like 6 20 p.m like oh that's a wrap. I was like quick. I like ran up to the shower and like tried to scrub oh, all this makeup off and like. As is. <laughs> I know, right? I did. I, I had to give back the glasses. I got to keep the wig and the mustache, but I had to give back the glasses and all the the rest of the accessories. Or I might have thought about doing it, but um, there was just makeup because I got a big leg tattoo. There was just makeup everywhere, and I scrubbed it all off. My girl was waiting for like Bonnie and Clyde. Like she was waiting for me <laughs> with the getaway car. Yeah, and I like dove in, and we we walked in. I didn't see the puck drop, but we were standing in T-Mobile at seven o'clock when it. the puck. I was That's like, yeah, great. so that was like, and by the time that the game finished, I was just so tired, and I was like, happy birthday, but it was like, in a really like fulfilled, accomplished way, you know, yeah. so that was, a, that was a big day. I love it. Well, Ryan, thank you for doing this. Before yes. we let you go, I have three questions, though. I know you make your living, you know, with based on, you know, a lot of it is looks and looking the part, and, and you're in front of a lot of people, so I just want you to answer these three questions honestly, no matter what, okay? okay. When was the last time you had pizza? Ah. Uh. You know what? Pizza's not my big cheat. I'm more of a burger guy. It's really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, uh, Somewhere. 
Uh, in and out burger? Yeah, yeah, I like to get in and out. When's the last time you had ice cream? Don't lie to me. Tell oh, me the truth. Hey, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Uh, okay. Pizza, pizza was four or five yeah, months ago. They, you they, lied. You do that pizza. They, they, one of our, I just remember one of our cast members brought in pizza as like a thank you for something. Okay. Uh, shout out to Jason. Jason Michael for bringing Jason, in pizza. good job. Yeah. So uh, pizza was a few months ago. Ice cream I just had. Uh, me and my girl were down in Sedona. And I, was, I walked by a Cold Stone. I was like, Ooh, and I was like ice cream. She actually looked at me. She was like, who are you? Because I yeah. <laughs> like don't usually cheat that way. That's I was like, dude, I'm, I'm craving it, and we're on vacation, and like, I was feeling much. the vortex is down there. I, was, I, was like, I, just, I <laughs> need some ice cream and center myself. <laughs> the last question is, uh, Natalie here, her dream job would be backup dancer for J-Lo or, or Pitbull. Pitbull. Uh -huh. Who would you go on tour with? Uh, give me a guy artist, give me a girl artist. Uh. You know what's funny is I've <laughs> not to well, would you even want to go on tour? Well, but as my career so I've been a dancer my whole career. Um, I've I play guitar as well, and it's always been a hobby. Oh. Um, but they they let me play on stage, so I actually um, mm -hmm. play. I could do like a we, we throw shook me all night long on, and I literally get to solo for three minutes, and then like a thirty second outro. Um, and I've really really grown attached to playing guitar on stage, so I'd rather tour like. I just saw one of my favorite bands uh, called Nothing More out of San Antonio. I just saw them, like James Hetfield of Metallica is the reason I play guitar. So I'd say like, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to go see Tool uh, next month after the new album comes okay. out. So I'd say like, if I get to play guitar with Metallica, right. that would be just as satisfying. Like if, if it was like me and James up there, I, I'd like right, that, right. I would piss myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or DJ Ashba, actually. Yeah. We're talking yeah. Ashba so, water right now. So, grab that bottle. No, that's not it. Don't grab that bottle. It's over here. Never mind. Screw the bottle. This I got is the bottle. it. Trust Please me. Don't. Tell you. This so, is so uh, actually, like, DJ, DJ, for watching, I'm a huge fan. It's like, <laughs> like, no he, shit. He doesn't watch. Damn it. Well, <laughs> no, uh, I think he does watch. No. He actually, he was like, yeah. I, I seriously, um, I own every 6 a.m. album, and I saw them live when they played uh, at T-Mobile with. Uh, it was the first time I went to T-Mobile when they played with Shinedown and Five Finger, and I was there just as like those are two great bands, but I was there for for 6 a.m. for DJ Ashba. I love that band. Um, so I'm on, like, I swear to God, like a huge fan. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, he got excited when we interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah, he reached out to me. Yeah, so I he's one of the of several thousand that listened to that yeah. one. We actually had yeah. several thousand. We did. Yeah. We yeah. Did. Our little show. Do you have anybody on the show, like special guests that you want to talk about? You know what? They don't tell me those things because <laughs> they know I would go on podcasts and, and go. You but you had Vinny from. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. Alert. So yeah. Um, we we did two runs with um, Vinny G from uh, Jersey Shore this year. Okay. Uh, but we we do at least one. Um, celebrity each year. So last year we, we mixed it up. Instead of doing one celebrity for a longer run, we did three celebrities for a shorter uh, time. So we did uh, Tony Dovolani from Dancing with the Stars. Yep. We did Perez Hilton. Um, Tyson came back. Tyson's uh, Beckford has been in the show four different times. Mm -hmm. um, we, we had uh, like Ian Ziering right when Sharknado came out. I remember that. Um, I saw a billboard oh, yeah. with him at the airport. Or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So we've had stars from, from all over the place that come in and, and want to be part of the show. So undoubtedly they will do one um, in May next year, or usually uh, around, uh, what's, uh, not Labor Day, what's the first one? Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Um, so we always do one um, like the month before Memorial Day, usually culminating in that weekend. Um, honestly, last year they, they did Tyson in like October, November area. Like it's not ruled out that we might not have one before the end of the year, uh, but they tend to, they like it to kick off like the spring break season and then go through Memorial Day is typically what they do. But yeah, I, I tend to find out three or four days before it's announced on, Perfect. yeah. 
Well, regardless, right. ever go check him out. He's yeah. amazing in the show. Check yeah. him out. Let's, let's put Rio. this on the on the bucket list of like I probably need to right like yeah. uh, we have things I need I, to go I, see. I promise you, you go. Stage. <laughs> promise you this, you're gonna have a better time than you think you will. Okay. Yeah, you're pull Vanessa time. on stage. Oh, yeah. yeah. She would be so embarrassed. So embarrassed. We have to do it. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't watch the show either, so she won't even suspect it. Yeah. Let's get all this stuff out of the way. Seven nights a week. Uh, we have two shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. At the end of October, we go down to one show on Thursday. But you can catch us 8.30 every night, 10.30 on the two show nights. Um, everyone is welcome. That's a big point of contention right now. I know there's been rumors in the past that guys aren't allowed at Chippendales. That has never been true. Uh, but, like, if you're gay, you're straight, you're bi, you're trans. I don't care. Like, we're, you're welcome there. Bring your girl. Bring your guy. So we celebrate your, your marriage. Whatever you want to do. So uh, everyone is Rio. welcome at the show. At the Rio. Seven nights a week. Come see us. Say hey. Thank you, Ryan. We'll be back in a minute with Chef Gabe. Yeah. This was a long time in the making. Oh, what? Sorry. What are you doing? Song. Feeling it. Feeling it. Do you even know who sings this? David Bowie? That's pretty good. Is it? David Bowie. Yep. Yep. I win a prize. Uh, You don't understand what went in to getting this man to your left on this show. Tell me all about All my it. fault, by the way. Well, first of all, it's just silly that... Am I not surprised again? We've been doing <laughs> we've been doing this since June, right? We've yes. been doing this since June. I've eaten at Oakville Steakhouse here at the Tropicana no less than four times. Okay. Since June. Since June. Never met Chef Gabe there and wasn't introduced to him by anyone here on the property. I actually slid into the DMs. He did. Damn. He did. Because I saw he was at did the Did you block him at first? <laughs> right? I no. saw he, Who is this creep? I saw he was at the Aviators game. Mm -hmm. Oh. And I was like, hey, I chef. Yeah. Yet. And he shockingly answered me. And yeah. then, and then uh, we had some... No. Yeah, he's bored. You know, but it is baseball. You know. Okay. You know. That's like, very true. Like, right, I got so, some time to kill. Let's yeah. see. You know, you got six minutes in between pitches. Yes, you so, do. So, yeah. But anyway, thank you for, for finally uh, for, for yeah. coming to do this. I'm, I'm, I apologize for all the uh, miscues along the way. <laughs> but let's get right into it. It's I, I said this before, so I, I before we were rolling, so I definitely mm -hmm. want to say it while we are rolling. And I don't say this because you're sitting here. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me say this multiple times on Instagram every time I go eat over there. Uh, it's the best steakhouse in this city, period. Period. Oakville that is, that is quite a statement to Yeah. Me. And it is all because of you. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that it's, you start with the great product and it's easy to just elevate that to another level. And that's exactly what I do in that room, is just take a great product and put my spin on it and elevate it and cook it the right way and use the right techniques and pass that on to my cooks and execute it on a nightly basis. And then you said something again before we started rolling because we were waiting for the batteries to be replaced because <laughs> Ty, our fearless uh, producer, director, cinematographer, you know, sometimes that you face technical challenges when you do things like this, like not having batteries in the recorder, you know? So anyway. I yeah, would have forgotten we, to. It's okay. As we were waiting for, for that for, for 30 minutes, we, uh, <laughs> oh, we, damn. we I just, I just, damn. Ran, I just ran over him and then backed over him. Yeah. Uh, and did a no, burnout on top of him too. But Gabe, you said something very interesting, um, which was that this property actually 
gives you a lot of freedom and and the ability to 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 uh, to get the right products that you want, like the the what would you say, the high end products or the the yeah, specialty products mostly. Yeah, I don't skimp on that. I don't look at a product. I taste them side by side, even cooking them without salt and pepper and seeing what the best product is that I can put in front of my guests. And if the more expensive one wins, it goes on the menu. And that's just the way I look at <clears throat> the food. And luckily I'm able to look at food that way and go about it as far as building my menus and everything. I feel bad for you, Natalie, because you don't, you're like blind I know, on this I'm, one. I you, really you... wish I've eaten there before. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I have, I'm a creature of habit, so I have the same things pretty much every time I go. Um, Shocker. And I don't like seafoods. I'm sorry. I'm like the worst person you could ever want to cook for, by the way. See, Babe, I like seafood, though. I don't, I don't eat, eat veggies. No veggies. Okay. okay, like I have to like force myself green beans or something or spinach. Broccoli is out of the question. I still don't even know why it's on it. I don't even understand. People actually like broccoli. I love broccoli. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily serve broccoli. I serve broccolini, which is Ooh, a little bit yeah. better version. It's not as stemmy and oh yeah. So if it's done the right way, it, it can taste good. You might be the guy that I crossed the broccoli border. Mm -hmm. Maybe the broccolini border. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Right? We should probably document this. Like Dana Carvey, some chopping broccoli. You know that? Do you know that bit? No. no? Anyway, that's all right. <laughs> if you know him, you know. Um, I get uh, just the, the uh, <coughs> excuse me, the bone-in, is it bone-in? Filet? Filet? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Why is it so good? It's, the meat is so, it's weird. Like, you know, like, I'm not a big, like, Kobe beef guy. Um, but I always hear people bragging about the Kobe beef. I would imagine that that now I think I understand what they're talking about, because um, not that I know that that's not a Kobe uh, uh, beef. But my point is, it you can taste the difference. Like I can't even put it into words. Like it's it's not like any other steak. I don't even know. Like it's just you cut, and I get it, dude. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm a nightmare for, for you. Medium well, and that's, I really want to say For well. Steak? Yes, and I really want to say well, but I'm too embarrassed. If, if I'm like at, at like, uh, if I go to like a yard house like and I get mother. the filet at yard house, well which I do. It's like, like a beef jerky yeah, at that point. Or like Cheesecake Factory, I yeah. say well done because I don't care what they think of me at the Cheesecake Factory. When I'm in a place like yours though, I'm like paranoid. I'm like, I literally see the chef in my head cringing in the back when the, when the order yeah. comes in. Like, is this guy kidding? Yeah, you don't necessarily get that from chefs nowadays because it's just, it's more personal preference. I get people that come in and ask for A1 sauce. And at the very beginning, it used to just make me cringe because I make my own house-made steak sauce. It's good. Just try it. But these people have such a mindset that, oh, uh, A1 sauce is the way to go. And it just, it happens. Like when I first took over, I would walk through the restaurant and throw all the A1 sauce in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> the servers would hide it and I would just find it and throw it in the trash. But now it's just, as long as the guest is paying for it and they're happy, then they could order it well done. I get New York's Butterfly. It's New the York weirdest thing. Butterfly. It's the weirdest thing. I didn't even realize that was a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> well, a New York steak is already pretty flat. Yeah. Butter, oh, I you, see. You right, butterfly right. Like oh, I guess a, right. I get like a, a filet, filet butterfly. Or sirloin, like sir yeah. you like filet. Yeah. So well, sausage. even with the bone-in... Uh, filet too, that would be a hard steak to butterfly because right. you can't necessarily butterfly the bone, but yeah, it's weird, Never but you hear What's it. the dish you have that you think for the, 
for the not people like me, but for your regular people that like to try and taste things, what is what's the dish like when you come to Oakville? You gotta order what? Um, a little outside the box, I would try the smoked beef tartare. It's it's a spin on a classic. It's it's not so far out there that the guest doesn't relate to it, but I guess it's more or less seeing the smoke come out with it that they'll kind of forget that it's a raw product. Okay. And instead of using just a regular old egg yolk on top, I cure them in salt and then shave it over the top. So it's not a raw egg sitting on top. You don't visually see that when you first open it up. So I think it helps the guest uh, relate to it a little bit more and want to try it. And how do you come up with all this? Is it just like something? Um, I start from, I'm, I'm, the way I come up with the dish is I, I look at the protein and then of course what goes into the big part of creating a menu is my location and the guests that I'm trying to feed. Because if I can't relate to them on that level, it's going to go over their head and then they're just going to be like, what is this guy doing back there? Like when I first took over the kitchen, I tried foams, I tried all that weird technique and all that stuff and my guests just wasn't getting it. So I guess it's just finding, being able to relate with them and see, put myself in their shoes when they sit at a, the dinner table and be like, okay, how are they gonna look at this? How are they gonna see, try to see it through their eyes or try to make them see it through my eyes kind of thing, so. And now when you're the chef, I, I, I'm starting to learn more and more about this. Don't laugh at me because I'm watching more of these reality shows now. So, or maybe I think I'm learning more and more about these. Um, so aside from the food though, there's a lot that goes into like, you're really running the show back there yeah. in terms of speed and quality yeah. and, and, and presentation and all of that stuff. What's your, like I, I watch that, it's, you know, Hell's Kitchen all the time and I see him freaking out, screaming at people. Is it like that? Like are you? Somewhat yeah. to a certain extent, it's an, it's an orchestra if you look at it, if you want to look at it that way because you have different stations back there and each station is, has to take care of certain dishes and a ticket may come in and there may be one from over here, one from here and one from the middle. I have to orchestrate that to where all the food comes up in the window at the same time. I don't want steak sitting in the window because they're waiting for a side dish or a salad. So it's my job to coordinate all that and get it in front of the guests in a timely manner and at its peak time to eat it. Everything that goes behind it. Yeah. You don't want to sit in there forever and then it's gonna get weird. What's, what's your go-to like in a, in a steakhouse? Are you, do you do seafood or are I you a steak? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up a carnivore, I'm Argentinian, so every yeah. single meal is steak or like chicken related. So, I mean, but if I go to a steakhouse, if my friend orders a steak, I will have a bite. It just, I don't digest meat well, that's why I don't eat it as much anymore. But yeah, I'll do some seafood. I don't know, it just depends on what's on the menu. The people. I'll have a go-to plate, just whatever's intriguing. Every, everyone I've brought in there, are usually some seafood people, and they rave about the crab cakes. I'm not a crab cake guy. Ooh, I like but, um, crab cakes. Um, it's nothing special. Starting with the great product, I use Dungeness crab and whole uh, jumbo lump crab. And the thing with the crab cake is, is just not getting in there and mixing it. You want whole pieces. You got to give it some love. All your other, all the ingredients besides the crab, I mix all that together first, and then fold it into my crab. So there's big chunks of crab. It's just not all torn up and. And that's a big thing is, as far as the way I look at food, it's the little things that matter. It's those steps and that's something that I teach my cooks when they first come into my kitchen. They don't know me for anything. But I said, if you see me doing something in a certain way that you haven't seen anywhere else, ask me because there's a reason why I'm doing it that way. Mm -hmm. 
So, do you get a lot of uh, the who's who of Vegas? I was also surprised uh, that it was packed every time I've gone in there. Like I've gone in like peak dinner mm -hmm. dinner time, and it's packed. Uh, whether whether it's a weekday, usually it is a weekday when I've gone in. I don't even think I've been there on a Friday or Saturday, and it's always packed during the week. Um, how how do you think the word has gotten out? Where like I I had never even heard of it until June this past June. And I feel like I kind of know what's going on in Vegas, but clearly I don't. Mm -hmm. um, right? I can't find these seven. Have you sidebar real quick? Oh no! Here have we you go. seen these seven magic mountains? Do you know what I'm talking about? The rocks? Yes, the colorful rocks. Yeah, I've never seen them, but I've seen, seen pictures of them. Right, I've only seen pictures of them. I drive by, I drive to LA all the time. I still can't see these stupid rocks. I still, <laughs> and now, now it's at a point where people are tagging me. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's like Nick Diaz, UFC fighters, tagging me, <laughs> taking photos in front of these rocks. Like, everyone's... It's, it's to the point where we have to kidnap you and take you to the rocks. Take a photo in front of it yeah. and be like, we finally did it. Yeah. But, um, what's what's made? What do you think? That, is it just the quality? Is it just the? Is it's kind of an interesting. If that is, I think that must be what it is. Is like the, if you have the quality, the cream rises to the top, and people will spread the word word mm -hmm. of mouth, right? Word is that what's happening? Yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's a big part of it. And I like to I like to go out and talk to the guests, and it's being able to re relate with them and that kind of situation too. And I stand at the host stand; they don't know I'm the chef, and I stand there, and I hear them constantly walking out, and they're like, "That's great! It's a diamond in a rough." Like you constantly hear it, right. hear it, and hear it. So when you constantly hear it like that, I'm like, "Yeah, it's true. It must be true." Yeah. So, and it's only open for dinner. Yes, five okay. to ten. Five to ten. Yeah, I wish we were open for lunch just for selfish reasons on Thursdays. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn it. And we, I did we open up. We have a family meal. We should yeah. have a family meal there yeah. every Thursday. Right? I was open up for lunch for a little bit. We did well with that, though, too. But yeah. it's just it's hard to run a, a lunch and dinner out of the steakhouse the way it's set up right now. What are some of the, do you go, like, as part of your job to, like, go see what the competition is doing? Or do yeah. you go to other restaurants? Yeah, like, I go what to. What are some of the restaurants that impressed you in town? Um, some that have impressed me. That's the way I look at it though is prime is prime is prime. All the steakhouses are serving prime and all the all the prime is pretty much coming from the same park to a certain extent from the same ranches and stuff. So I think that's what makes myself a little bit unique is I'm looking for these wagyus and these different things from even outside the country. I'm bringing in some grass-fed New Zealand product um, uh, first light. The marbling on this rivals any Wagyu that I've seen. And for that to be a grass-fed product, it's unheard of. So I think it's just those little things, stuff like that. So. And you just research it? Or you just yeah, I, re I research it, it and the, that gentleman actually reached out to me uh, via um, um, social media too. DMs? Really? Yeah. Everyone's sliding into your DMs. Yeah. Chef, what's going on here? Yeah, so he reached out to me the same way and said, hey, I looked at your menu, I looked at your product, and I think this would be something for you to, um, to look into. And I did, brought it out. I tried it, and I was like, all right, let's, let's take it to the next level, and I want to get it into my restaurant, try it out, see how it goes, put it in front of the guests. That's wonderful. Now, would you ever have interest in doing like one of those reality shows or a cooking show or um, anything like that? I would to a certain extent. I guess not necessarily now in my career, but early on I would have, because that's the. I I was I grew up and was mentored by chefs like that, throwing stuff at you and yeah. And now it's a little bit different. I gotta coddle them and 
try to push them in the right direction. So the lawsuits, you know, the rates right. will probably have gotten higher. So you can't really throw a knife at me. Have, have, you, have you ever thrown a plate or or anything uh, in, in a in a fit of in a fit of rage? Uh, it's my cell phone. It's just your cell phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Not at anybody, but yeah. Right, just just against the wall into or a wall. Yeah. At Oakville or other other places? Other places. I've I calmed down a lot when I came over here. Got it. Yeah. Your zen place. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it really was like it, it was a different. It was more eye-opening, and yeah, it was, it was a lot different than all the other kitchens that I had worked in in Vegas before. I think just because they were non-union kitchens, yeah. so the way those are ran and the way a union kitchen is ran are two different worlds. Got it. Yeah. You have, to, you have to operate a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to bite your tongue. You have to choose your battles and. Those kind of situations. And on the dessert end, uh, do you focus on a lot on on doing fun stuff for desserts as well? Uh, we do to a certain extent. With the new menu change, we we took some old classics and try to redo them and in a, a funner, creative way. But other than we haven't really done too much with that aspect of it, anyways. But we're working on that part. Do you switch your menu out pretty consistently? Um, yeah, I try to at least twice a year. And when you do something like that, it's not the whole menu, right? It's just like bits no, and pieces? No, no, just the dogs. So just the dogs. Just the dogs, that stuff that isn't moving. Stuff that's not moving. Yeah, look at my numbers and something's not selling as good as something else. Maybe maybe it's not getting to the guests. Maybe they don't understand it. So let's try it, but try it in a different way. Just try to like reinvent it. Mm -hmm. And how much of that do you lean on the actual servers like to, to come up with? Well, so like, do you sit with them and like try yeah, to like... Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing though too is anytime I bring something new or we try something new, I ha they, they sell it for me. Because I think they could relate and they could see my vision because we've worked together for so long. And yeah, they do a great job as far as selling uh, specials or other stuff that we bring in, so. Yeah, I feel with the wait staff is happy there, they're gonna push the items because right. they personally love it and enjoy it themselves. Yeah, and it, yeah, you got to look at it from their point of view. They're selling the same stuff over and over and over again. So they kind of get excited that they're able to to upsell and, and put something different in front of the guests too, especially our guests that come in quite often. They visit us two or three times a month. Are they so, locals or are they, what, what are you getting over there? Is it mostly um, tourists or is it just a we blend? We get a whole blend. Yeah. As a whole blend and that's something that I'm working on now as far as if they've came in or they're just constantly coming in stopping at the table talking to them and just building that relationship with them kind of thing and they 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 see something cool out there they ask they they want me to try to execute something for them or uh, any kind of product or whatever I'll bring it in we'll try it out and see how it goes uh has there been any celebrities that have come in where you're like, oh my God, so-and-so's out there eating? Um, I guess not necessarily here so much. I'm, I, there is, there has been, but it's one of those things, even if there was one in the dining room, I wouldn't go out there and pester them or anything right, kind right. of thing. So. Okay, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, Before we let so you go though, I have one last question. So Natalie, uh, by trade as a dancer. And so when we first did the show, I was getting to know Natalie on, on camera here, and I asked her, like, well, in a perfect world, you'd want to be the dancer for who on tour? And she said... Oh, I said either Pitbull or J-Lo, of course. Yeah. So my question to you is, give me three people that you'd love to cook for. 
three famous people. They could be athletes. They could be actors. Three people that like you'd love to cook for. Who would they be? Your top three. Um, would probably be Thomas Keller, which is a chef. Um, uh, Zeke Elliott. Wait a minute. You're a Cowboys fan? Yes, I am a big Cowboys fan. I knew that's how we must have bonded, just telepathically. Yes, you knew somehow. You know. Mm -hmm. You just, you feel it. Yeah. I felt it through Instagram. Okay, Zeke, who, and who, who else? Um, um, probably Gordon Ramsay. Really? Yeah. Would that be nerve-wracking at all? Yeah, constructive criticism. I, I would like to know where I stand in his eyes. So is he, in I your opinion, is, is, he the, is he the guy, like, you know, like it's basketball, it's probably like LeBron or Michael Jordan from back in the day, like, is Gordon, is he yeah, the guy? that's the way I look at him. Yeah? Yeah, he evolves with times, he changes his technique, he just doesn't stick in his own lane like most of the other chefs. What built them is where they stay, and he doesn't do that, he evolves, so. And a guy like that, when, if he comes in, I'm so gonna try to make that happen now, uh, if, if he were to come in, does he order, or is it the kind of thing like, does he just say like, do you go out and greet him? Like, what? How does that? And he just says, yeah. yeah. What does the chef I, etiquette? Yeah. Does it, you know, I guess that, that would be like when I go to other restaurants and stuff. I like to just have them send me out stuff because then you know that they're sending you out something that they're proud of. So same situation when they come into my restaurant, they are just like, all right, this is, this is your show. You show me what you could do, kind of thing. Right. So that's what I would probably do with him. Okay, so Gordon comes in, he sits down, he's with three or four people, right? Someone, you probably, they'd set it up ahead of time, probably, mm -hmm. so you'd know he's coming, right? So you go out, you greet him, then you go back after greeting him, and you're all calm and cool, like, hi, it's nice to meet you, right? You give him your own little spiel, then you go in the back and you, like, crack the whip, right? You're like, okay, team squad meeting, right? Yeah. And you, like, you put the look of death in everyone's eyes is that is that tell me is that what happened you seem very laid yeah, back but i think but that's i'm what a con i'm a control freak when it comes okay. to that so literally i would just move everybody out of my way and i would cook all the food <laughs> personally like, would you really yeah. this. no one would touch a thing yeah just all you mm -hmm. to the appetizer to everything mm -hmm. i respect that that's yours it's your product mm -hmm. this is what you're showing him Mm -hmm. And I do that whenever it's people that come into town as far as our board members and our GM, everybody that comes in, I personally cook their food for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, well, thank you so much for sitting down with the Vegas Junkies here at the Trop. Go to Oakville Steakhouse when you are in Las <laughs> Vegas and thank me later and tell Chef Gabe the Vegas Junkies sent you. <laughs>